0: Broadcasting from the Radioactive Bunker, deep inside the Bracket Compound, this is Show Spoilers, Episode 3. We're back, and we have a new television series, because why talk about a television show for more than two episodes, right? Uh,
1: Unless you're uh, recording something from the BBC.
0: <laughs> but I uh, know this is going to be the beginning of our hopefully long Mr. Robot discussion. And with the premiere of season three, this is a perfect time to kick this off. But uh, before we get any further, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Kevin Brackett. You may know me from real spoilers. If you found us from there or uh, reviewstl.com. review com. and joining me as always is my co-host Roger Roper. Hey, Raj.
1: Hello. Hello, Roger Roper. Uh, you can find me at chat, the movies and chat on TV and, uh, uh, you know, the, the I I was thinking, oh, you know what? Let's do a light television series like, uh, you know, Mr. Robot. Uh, and, and I realized I'm going to need to, like, take a college course uh, <laughs> uh, and a thesis on this show. It is heavy, man. It is really, really deep
0: right i mean i imagine that maybe when when you were initially uh thinking about this show maybe the first time before you really heard about it you imagine like a little toy wind-up robot one of those really square ones that you just wind up and it kind of walks around the ground and it's about you know some happy toy factory or something
1: right yeah it's the the seinfeld (laughs) episode where he dates the girl with all the vintage toys and i was gonna you know get her you know get her drunk on wine and go over there and bring my best friend over we would play with it no i i I remember (laughs) so i watch i'm a fan of mr robot but in in order to do a podcast like you really have to pay attention and we've done some heavy heavy shows on chat chat on tv uh you and i uh, are both huge fans of game of thrones and you have to really truly have an encyclopedia knowledge of the show because it really goes into some deep dark crevices and this is going to be listen it's going to be tough i'm going to have to lean on you, I'm gonna have to lean on fans. I'm gonna get things wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a lot of novice questions. So hopefully hopefully you're okay with that. But uh, you know. Uh this show um hopefully you're turning in because you want to know more and and so we're going to try and explore some of the theories some of the things that happen some of the plot points and dive further into that but uh we certainly want your opinions we want your advice as well and uh, there's an email that they can write to us correct
0: the show spoilers remember to put the in there the show spoilers at gmail.com and then of course on social media follow us on twitter that's a great way to interact with us uh, aside from the email and that is at all the spoilers
1: at all the spoilers. Okay, so this was season three, episode one. How do we want to do the format?
0: Well, so, you know, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do not necessarily a recap of the first two seasons, but kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the big reveals because Mr. Robot is a very uh, twisting turning type show, uh, it, it's a, it's great for discussion. And that's why I think a podcast is perfect because people are going to talk about their theories and, and then we can talk about how right we were, how wrong we were, and you can really go deep dive into some crazy theories. And as you and I both know, sometimes the craziest theories end up being right. That's right. So let's talk about, uh, season one and two and what happened. And then I want to give a quick recap of, of the main characters, where they are now, if there are any new characters. And then I say, let's just kind of go step by step through, uh, synopsis of the episode, so to speak. Because, I mean, there were a lot of cliffhangers and a lot of crazy stuff happened in season two. And so I think, uh, almost every scene in this episode was very important. And we can kind of postulate what is going to happen based on these scenes
1: yeah it was a super packed episode it was a uh, it was an hour and thirty minute episode i think when it aired um I was able to watch the stream of it and uh you know for for it packed us certainly a lot in um but i always you know for those who are new to the show or those who uh, haven't gone back and watched season two in preparation, it's always good to get that little bit of reset hey here are the characters here's what happened to them in season one season two here are the things you need to know uh, leading into season three so um, the first main character is, Miss, is, is Elliot.
0: Elliot is uh, kind of this, I mean, basically he worked for a company as a uh, good guy, as someone that would fix the routers and make sure that uh, different companies had their security up to date, and so they were uh, con- contracted by a lot of big companies, and of course the big bad company is E-Corp, but referred to in the show as Evil Corp, and uh, his father- along with his best friend Angela, who he worked with, their parents actually died working for Evil Corp. And so the two of them have this hatred of this company, and that is basically the premise of the show. And in the first season him deciding that he's going to take them down. But uh what are the big the big reveal, talking about the twists and turns, the big reveal in season one is that Mr. Robot, who we thought was recruiting Elliot is Elliot. It it actually is him, uh, you know, a split personality type thing, and uh, he didn't even know it. He actually thought that this person he was seeing was uh, you know, a a whole different person, but come to find out, it was in his head. He was actually the one pulling the strings. He was the one that was the leader of F Society, which is the organization trying to bring down Evil Corp. And uh, yeah, and, and it ends up also that Darlene, who is kind of the main hacker that was helping him out, is his sister. So so, Crazy reveals in season one.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a. If you're a fan of Fight Club, and I, I certainly am, when uh, we did a review over at Shat the Movies. That was one thing that, like, I think it was like episode six where I was like, "This is a total situation. It's a total Fight Club situation." You know, he, he's he is Mr. Robot. He is Tyler Durden, and that was a it was a nice big twist at the end. Now season two got a little uh, got a little stranger.
0: Yeah, and so you know, I thought the reveal was great in season one. I, you know, something didn't seem quite right, but I did not predict that. And it did after the fact, remind me of fight club, which I love. So loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, but season two, it's crazy to think that they would actually up the ante and, and one up what they did in season one. We're left on a cliffhanger. F society has brought down the records of E Corp and the world is kind of digressed into this crazy situation where, uh, you know, credit line uh credit cards, student debt, things are wiped out because Evil Corp controls the world's debt basically. They're they're the big company that controls everything. And so at the end of of uh, season 1 where he was working with Tyrell Wallace and they were kind of playing a cat and mouse game where Tyrell worked for Evil Corp and he was trying to stop Elliot they were both these excellent hackers and uh at the end it it wasn't kind of clear what happened because Elliot wakes up after a confrontation with him at the arcade and then, uh, I think he actually wakes up in Tyrell's SUV with Tyrell nowhere to be found. And, uh, so it was really left on a cliffhanger of where is Tyrell? And, uh, did, did Elliot kill Tyrell? Why is he in his car? And yeah. so the whole season, we're not really quite sure what happened with that. Um, but but you know of course like I said the death and everything was wiped out and so uh, basically Elliot says that for for his protection he's going to be kind of guarded he's not going to tell us everything that's going on but he says that he is on uh, to help him with the whole Mister Robot uh, split identity crisis thing he's on a very strict schedule he goes to lunch at the same time every day he uh, you know he's staying at his mom's house he eats dinner at the same time every day so he has this routine down and he does this for the entire season so while he is out of the picture so to speak uh with f society darlene's put in charge and they're trying to um you know they're trying to continue their cause and, and taking down uh um ecorp meanwhile f society has gained a huge following because i mean you know if you if you hear that someone just wiped out all your debt you're gonna be pretty excited <laughs> about it let's be honest, right yeah yeah you know, so she's kind of running things there and uh, you know again I won't go too much into it there's a whole season it's great uh, go rewatch it if you can't remember all of it um, but in the end what we find out is that this routine that Elliot's been on he actually was in jail and, That's right. so, and that was a huge they left us kind of uh, not mid-season but toward the end of the season on a cliffhanger why is he in jail but it was great I thought this was so masterful the way they executed it that uh, you know we see his routine and then once we find out we actually see what that routine was so him going to eat breakfast with his friend was was him sitting across from him in jail at the at the yep. dining table in the cafeteria uh he goes and he watched basketball every day at like 2 p.m or you know he just in the middle yeah. of the day uh and that's actually a basketball court outside at the jail he's dinner at the same time and uh his therapist i believe saw him on one of his lunch breaks so uh the therapist was another character that came into play and uh you know he was seeing her and discussing things and we thought that she was just seeing him at his house and trying to help him get better but uh no she was visiting him at jail so that was the big twist uh it ended up that uh it wasn't for um it wasn't for such a huge crime, you know, the, the question was, why is he in jail? Well, it ended up that he actually was hacking his therapist's boyfriend's computer, and uh, he was trying to mess with him because he didn't like the guy. He stole his dog, and since the dog cost $1,200, it was a felony, so it put him in jail for 18 months.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I, I believe that... Uh, well, Elliot really loved that dog, and so That's I... True. uh <laughs> <laughs> And so I kind of feel like uh, he was probably on the right there, but that was the big twist. So now... So uh he's out of jail now in season 3.
0: Yeah, and but you know and so this leads me to the question, you know, even before the episode started It just automatically has you asking, what's the twist? I mean, do you feel like that? Like, you do the big twist in season one. It was great. You do the the even bigger twist in season two that was so well executed. It just leads you to believe that this show is a show where you have no idea what's really going on, and you're guessing every step of the way as to what's really happening. And I can't help but to feel that way. You know, what is the twist going to be? How are they going to keep one upping themselves? And my question to you is, do you think that putting that doing that two seasons in a row, is that putting a lot of weight on their shoulders? Or are they setting up for eventual defeat? Or how do you think that is going to impact the show, knowing there might be some huge twist on the horizon?
1: Well it's you know, we have an unreliable narrator, so it's it's kinda like the Westworld effect where you keep watching and you don't know what you're whether or not what you're seeing is what's truly happening in the world, right? And and so for that to happen or, or, or for that to be the show, certainly you have to prepare yourself. What is going to be the big reveal? What is going to be the big twist? I know we're going to dive into kind of the main plot of w- what we saw so far in Season 1, but I, I do believe you're going to see more of the uh, is it the Dark Army, the, the yes. Chinese-backed Dark Army. I think that's going to be, so far... Um, I think that is going to be the big uh, part of season three. I really think they're going to focus on that. Um, so if there's a big twist, it's probably going to be related to that, you know. And so I, I hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't do the M Night Shyamalan situation where <laughs> all they all they focus on is a twist, and you know, and and that detracts from the overall story. Yeah. Um, so far, I mean, once one episode in, seems like they're doing okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great comparison too because you have the Sixth Sense and the great twist. You have Unbreakable, even better. Love that movie. And then I think you got to Signs after that, and that's where yeah. it got got a little wacky. And then right. even, and then even after Signs, you got to the Village where pe- yeah. that that really upset people with that twist. And the and, Village and, the and, Village
1: wasn't bad. The Village was a pretty good twist because you didn't see that coming. But the swing away, and then the uh, what was the what was the one that he did with the the plants the happening
0: oh yeah 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
0: but you know i I hear
1: his i hear his new one split did you guys watch that for yeah
0: yeah we did uh we have a review up on real spoilers uh split is really solid he also before that he did more of a straight horror movie Uh, the visit i think it was called The The the
1: go and visit their grandmother or something. Yeah. Like
0: that. yeah, And so both those movies have been really well received and they've both made a ton of money, but rightfully so they're solid films. So he's definitely on an uptick, but there was a lot of Rocky road in between <laughs> yeah. there, you know? And so I, I don't want a show that I love, which Mr. Robot is a show that I love. I don't want it to dive into that, but I think the creatives behind it are really smart. They do mm-hmm. a lot of research. They obviously put a ton of thought into their shows. So right. whatever – I do trust them and whatever – wherever they say we're going, I'm going to go along for the ride here. Yeah. But uh, I'm crossing my fingers. So anyway, uh, if you want to, real quick, we have a list of characters, the main ones that you need to know and where they're at right now.
1: Okay. So we have Elliot Anderson. He's the He is the main character, so to speak, of – Uh, Mr. Robot, Uh, he's a vigilante hacker. He does have the two split personalities where um, the character who's appearing as Mr. Robot, uh, Christian Slater's character, that's his father, and he worked at E Corp. Uh, Mr. Robot takes the form of Elliot's father, who died 20 years ago. Uh, He, Mr. Robot, is the leader of F Society, and like Fight Club... He appears as Elliot to everyone else, but the personality of Mr. Robot comes through to characters like Angela.
0: And and just to touch on that point, I really like how they're doing that in the show. I like how they're portraying Mr. Robot because now that we know the twist and, you know, we even knew it in season two, but we didn't see as much of Mr. Robot interacting with other people. It was Mr. Robot interacting with Elliot, and now we know he was in jail so obviously he didn't have a ton of interaction uh, possibilities, but I like what they're doing in this season and how we're able to see, you know, we know that it's really Elliot. Everyone's actually talking to Elliot, but they show Christian Slater, when it's Mr. Robot's personality, and they show Elliot when it's him. So it's really cool the way they're doing it. Uh, But Angela is a childhood friend. They've known each other a long time. They worked at Allsafe. That was the company that I mentioned earlier, where they were the consultants for security, and made sure that hackers didn't actually hack them. She is uh, kind of his rock, uh, and he is really one of her only friends. So the two of them have stuck together, and uh, we'll get into it. But it's an interesting dynamic that they're getting into in this season three darlene is his sister which which again we found out uh, the reveal of the first season she's she's the one that took on f society while he was in jail last season she's very headstrong very capable she's a hacker herself you know no one really is on the level of elliot he is the main guy he is one of the best hackers that uh, of anybody in this show but uh, she is also very good and uh, she she kind of puts him in in check you know it's like He's the one leading this operation, but she's not afraid to call him out. She's not, you know, she's not afraid to tell him when he's full of it. You know, we see some of that in this uh, when they're going back and forth a little bit.
1: In season one, Elliot made the moves on Darlene, not realizing (laughs) that it was his sister. Right. That's how mentally fucked up he is. But there is kind of a love interest between he and Angela.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and again, I think that was a cool scene because in the first season, you know, going back a, a little bit, but when when he tries puts the moves on her, she she squashes it real quick and and right. and is totally t- turned off by it, you know, and and you're thinking, oh geez, what what the hell's up with her? But you know, she knows that it's it's her brother. He's her brother, and uh, he doesn't realize it. So it was a cool reveal. In the last season, they actually do share a kiss, and so there's a romantic involvement there. Angela's previous boyfriend who worked with them at all safe, got them into trouble. He he's the one responsible for a lot of crap that went down. And so he's no longer in the picture. So I think that kind of left the opening uh, for, for a relationship between Elliot and Angela. But as we'll get into a little bit later, I I don't know how romantic things are going to get with those two. Yeah.
1: Now Tyrell, well, like he's the former interim CTO And we find out in Season 2 he was working with F Society and is the one that actually shoots Elliot at the end.
0: Yep, and that was the big cliffhanger. So so at the very end... And and the other thing is, too, after... After the cliffhanger of season one, when he wakes up in that SUV, he's pretty confident that Tyrell is dead. He thinks that he killed Tyrell as Mister Robot, which of course he has no recollection of what happened. And uh, you know, halfway through the season, or through a lot of the season, he interacts with Tyrell's wife, and she's looking for him. And he gets these strange phone calls. And uh, you know, his his big thing since the first season was whenever he would talk to Elliot, he would say bonsoir, Elliot. And he gets one phone call where. He answers the phone like that, so it's like, you know, it's definitely Tyrell, and they end up meeting up, and uh, in that very last episode, he has a gun to Elliot, because Elliot's trying to shut down what F Society's doing, and he's basically like, no, I'm getting better, he thinks he's got the Mr. Robot thing under control, he thinks that Tyrell is just another one of his personalities, another one of his visions, and so he's like, I'm shutting this down, and Tyrell actually shoots him, and that was the big cliffhanger.
1: Now explain to me who White Rose is, because there's kind of a dual personality there as well.
0: Yeah, this is interesting. So White Rose is this super elite hacker, the head of the Dark Army, which you mentioned earlier, who is definitely a strong part of season three, and I'm sure going to be a majority of the storyline. But uh, White Rose is White Rose is visibly a female, played by B D Wong. But when, when White Rose isn't this hacker personality, she is the Chinese Minister of State Security. Uh, <laughs> and his name is Zhang. So you've got this male-looking character, played by B.D. Wong, uh, working for the Chinese government. And then you have the hacker, White Rose. So those are the two there, which are represented, uh, like we mentioned earlier, between the differences with Elliot and Mr. Robot. You definitely know which one you're dealing with by the way B.D. Wong looks. And so he is, we find out that he was actually pulling the strings uh, from far away, but he wanted F Society to do what they did. He wanted to take down E Corp, and we don't quite know their motives yet, but along the way he has been helping Elliot and helping Angela, and and they don't really know why, but obviously that's what Season 3 is going to be all about.
1: Yeah, and F Society is a... Is a, is a uh, I guess the best comparison I can make for F Society is it's like an anonymous uh, type group, kind of a vigilante hacker group in the in the in the grand uh, in, in the appearance or in the same vein of anonymous yeah and
0: i mean it obviously it's very clear with with the masks instead of the guy fox masks they have whatever the mr robot masks i don't know what you would call those <laughs> but you know they're 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 a mask that obviously is supposed to invoke that uh, emotion of the way anonymous right. always wears those masks
1: right and then the last <laughs> character is is dom
0: Yeah, so Dom was a great character. She's this badass FBI agent, and she was the one throughout the entire season two that was put on the case to hunt down F-Society. So uh, we we followed her, and and I really, really loved her storyline. That actor was fantastic. And uh, the last thing that we saw in season two, a couple of really big pivotal moments, I think it was the penultimate episode uh, where... um, it was Darlene and her boyfriend, who actually, uh, her boyfriend was working, his name was Cisco. he was working for the Dark Army, and uh, they were meeting at a diner, and then a bunch of guys pull up, I think they pulled up on motorcycles, and they shot up the place, and this was when Dom was going in to bust those two, and so there was the big shootout, uh, it was filmed really, really well, it was such a cool way they framed the shot, how they just stayed outside of the restaurant while they went in and shot shot people and killed Cisco. But we saw that scene, and then we also saw when Dom brought in Darlene, and she showed her the huge map. You know, just like just like in the movies and television shows, whenever you have a detective trying to crack a big case, and they've got all the pins and the strings (laughs) pulled. You know, she had the whole F Society, uh, you know, board on the wall, and uh, they they showed us how much information they had on these characters. So Elliot was there, Darlene was there, and she was a huge part of it. Angela was there, so Dom mom is not someone to mess around with. She's she definitely has control uh, over this case. She has a lot of information, but the very last time we saw her, um she she had Darlene dead to rights. She had all this information on her. And so when we start this episode, we we see Darlene just at the apartment and hanging out. So it's interesting. They don't show Dom and they never show what happened between those two after she showed her how much information she had on her. So we'll get into that. But, um, but you know, I have to, I have to believe that uh, the two of them, Darlene and Dom are working together. Did you get that feeling?
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but so yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happened. I always said to myself, I was going to be a, a detective or some sort of FBI agent. I would, I would need to clear space in my house to create one of those crazy walls. Those are the main characters um, throughout season one, two, and now we're in season three. Uh, we were introduced to a brand new character uh, that I think is going to be an integral part to the plot. Uh, his name is Irving. How would you describe Irving?
0: He's an interesting character. I, I loved this character from the get. Uh, it was actually the cold open of this season three premiere. Irving is at this restaurant that we visit a couple times called the Red Wheelbarrow. And he is in line and he wants to get a milkshake. And when he goes up to order his food, the cashier, so to speak, she tells him he has a free punch for a milkshake. And <laughs> and uh, he says, oh, OK, a
1: $12 milkshake. Yeah, a $12 well,
0: milkshake. well, right. And I think especially it's not just, uh, you know, the geographic location with all the blackouts. And the technology stuff, I think things are priced a little higher. So yeah, if you're gonna get a twelve dollar milkshake and you have a free one, you want to use it. And uh, she tells him, "Oh, you can use it on your next visit." And he's like, "I'm here now." And it was a great interaction, great writing. And uh, you know, it basically just shows us our view on Irving. And he mentions, "It's not the money; it's the principle." And 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 he he talks about when you when you lose your principles, everything goes to hell. Uh, So just fantastic. It tells you that character. But you know, he answers he answers his Bluetooth right in the middle of this conversation he has fighting about this free punch card and you know he answers it like is he dead you know it's where is he and he's having this just really awkward conversation while the cashier's waiting on him and her face it's just fantastic i loved this Uh, it really reminded me of christoph waltz and inglorious bastards where you have this really nice guy i mean he's being super polite but you can tell that he's a menacing character, and uh, you know we're gonna see later what he's capable of. I'm sure. But um, it just reminded me of one of those really interesting interactions where you meet a character and you're not quite sure what's going on. I absolutely loved it. What do you think of this character?
1: I loved it. He reminds me of the Harvey Keitel character yeah. in Pulp Fiction, right? Where he comes in, he he knows it all. Uh, he, he understands how to you know get an FBI. Uh, Vehicle off the off his tail by utilizing you know technology and so it's a really um, it's a really neat uh, a character to have and he has almost kind of a John Tuturo the actor who plays Irving has a very kind of John Tuturo look and feel if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah um, that's a uh, Bobby Cannavale I Barbie
1: canna- Cannavale yeah so I'm excited to explore this character more and you're right the interaction within the well, uh, red wheelbarrow barbecue because we've all had that. Uh, same experience where you get your you get your punch and they're like okay you can use it on your next and you're like w- I'm fucking here now like I don't want to I don't want to keep coming back here but yeah no so I I'm excited to see what they're gonna do there and obviously Red Wheelbarrow is a front right
0: yeah yeah this clerk obviously doesn't understand that he has anything to do with the organization or else she would have given him the milkshake. But yeah, I think that that's definitely their uh, their front, and that's why we're going to meet there a lot during the season. We we went there twice this episode, so we'll be seeing more of that restaurant.
1: So after the cold open of the Red Wheelbarrow, we're t- then taken to the E Corp nuclear power plant.
0: Yeah, and you know this is this is going to be one of those shows that if we weren't doing it after season one, we're definitely going to be doing it after season two. We're going to pick apart every little visual clue, every audible line we're going to be looking for these clues now so this was really interesting we see a tour guide and we we notice i mean he even mentions that they're taking a tour of the nuclear power plant and uh, the lights are flickering and he says oh it's good to have a backup generator what was interesting was the setup you know and i did some reading online because i was curious if i was the only one that saw it but people were thinking it looked like something that cern would have It, it kind of had that visual look of that there was some kind of a there is more going on there than just a nuclear power plant. So I think that we're going to see more of this facility and what was going on there right. um, uh, because it does come back around at the end where power does end up coming on finally. So I think that they were doing something there that wasn't just you know, the run of the mill.
1: Some people are claiming that this could potentially be uh, nuclear weapons being developed the, by, the, by the Chinese or some sort of hostile armament.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything's possible, especially if uh, White Rose is there, uh, as we do see in in this scene. Uh, we we find out White Rose is there, and obviously that is, you know, if if she's in charge of the the Chinese security, um, you know, we don't really know what's going on here. But what was really interesting, and you got to read into these clues, and and may we're over reading into it, but with a show like this, I don't think you can. But uh, you see, you see a quote, or you you hear a quote from the worker giving the tour, and. And he says, do we see reality as it is? If I close my eyes and imagine that everything we experience, everything that we see, think or do is unfolding simultaneously in a parallel universe. So it, it, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it sounds like we're getting into some time travel stuff here, like back to the future.
1: Right. Well, or, or Rick and Morty, right. Where there's just multiple different types of universes that exist, you know, in, in parallel dimensions. Um, yeah, I, huh.
0: I. I don't mean, know. This show, this show has always seemed so grounded because, you know, they they hire they actually hire hackers. They do their research on the technology, the IT stuff. In this scene, we get into even some some uh, some stuff where Elliot gets on the computer. The one scene where he does get access to the internet. So the show is always very. Scientific and, and bases a lot of it in reality. So the thing that's a little bit scary, and I know I mentioned before, that I'm on board with what uh, Sam Esmail wants, is doing. He's, he's uh, created this amazing show, and he hasn't steered us wrong yet. But if a show like this goes into something like time travel and alternate realities, parallel universes, dimensions, it, 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 could that be a bad thing. Like, do you think this show could survive yeah. with that kind of sci-fi?
1: No, I, I, I think, and again, I think this was probably kind of a red herring, something to throw us off the trail, but no, I don't think we're going to be like doing a Westworld thing or, or any kind right. of, you know, sim- you know, the, jumps in time or anything like that. I, I just think it was probably sent to, you know, people like us who like to pick apart everything, every line of dialogue. I think that was just kind of a, um, you know, something to th- like I said, it was totally a red herring.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that because I just don't know that. You know, I did think of Westworld and how, you know, things were jumping around, and obviously don't want to get into too much of that if people haven't seen it, but they definitely. It were, we're pulling some trickery where they did not tell you you had to figure it out for yourself until it was finally revealed. And I don't think that this show is going to jump off into that kind of a thing. The the first reveal of, of uh, Elliot being Mr. Robot. OK, uh, him actually being in jail when we thought he was staying with his mom. OK, I mean, those are those are twists. Yeah, and they were done really well. But to say that somehow they're going to travel back in time, master time space, <laughs> I, I, I think it would be a different show.
1: Agreed. I definitely agree.
0: We'll see where this goes but uh, this is the scene where we mentioned White Rose is there and uh, she's speaking with her advisor who wants to take over stage two he says I can do this better than them uh, you know these people aren't reliable they're not stable but White Rose basically says that uh, I don't believe in coincidence and Elliot came to us right when he needed to be and he's done all this and and uh, he has this determination and so he he's gonna do this for us and execute it and then, he, and then basically you know we're going to get rid of him we don't need him any longer uh white rose actually says quote he can die for us uh just like his father and so it really gets you wondering okay now what was what was elliot's father actually working on because we're led to believe that there was a chemical incident and his father was killed along with angela's mother but was was uh, Elliot's father actually working for the Dark Army, uh, and maybe unbeknownst to him, because I think he even mentions that he didn't know he was working for them. But how long has the Dark Army been behind the scenes at E Corp?
1: Not only that, but then – so what exactly is phase two? Phase one, I assume, was the bringing down of the financial corporate of, – of of, of of everything, correct?
0: Basically freeing everybody, and the reason E-Corp is in control is because they have this debt that is their power. Correct,
1: correct. But what do you do once you free the people? Or, as Elliot says later on in in the episode, is phase one, was that when he thought that he was freeing people, did all he really do is create an environment by which we're we're even more trapped, and we're going to move towards... Instead of a revolution, we're all going to imprison ourselves.
0: Yeah, no, I think it was great. And uh, that scene was really well done where after Elliot is done talking with Darlene, he's walking around the streets and he goes to the monument and it shows all the lives that have been lost during this whole ordeal. And he's watching everything and he's giving us this rundown of the corporations. We see some news footage of the president and he talks about building walls. And that's when you said, you know, imprisoning us. And they talk about building a wall and I thought it was really well done with him narrating it and uh, kind of breaking breaking the fourth wall and narrating what was going on. But I I think that's dead on. I I, I really do think that's what stage two is all about. I think it's about the Dark Army. Right. Now they've gotten rid of E Corp, who is the one in control. Take away their power, uh, and then I think the Dark Army is going to try to basically create their own government and their own society.
1: That's correct. That's correct. And, and and we're kind of feeding all into it. And that's why w- when we uh, flashback to Elliot, right, we're introduced to Elliot. He's kind of on the ground. We don't know if he's going to be alive or he's, he's going to pass away. But it turns out he is alive and he was out for about, about a week. Is that correct?
0: Yep, that's correct. Angela says, I think, at the end of season two, she she tells Tyrell after he shoots Elliot, she wants to be the first one to see him when he wakes up. So he wakes up, talks to her doesn't really obviously know what was going on, but he realizes that things are screwed up. And so he has to put a stop to this business. He ends up going to uh, find Darlene and uh, he tries to get on his computer, uh, but she mentions because of the whole power outage and there's no internet that they haven't been able to get on the internet forever, but there's a, this kind of uh international gaming tournament going on so she takes him to a place called 1984 which i can't help but to think is a clue yeah. i mean, I,
1: I mean yeah. come on that's that's ex- it, it's totally a clue 1984 yeah. so when he is narrating to the audience as elliot typically does and he's going through the whole justification or he, he's he's Thinking to himself, what he did was probably not the right idea because we've now entered into a world where we're trading our freedoms for security and surveillance, and election of authoritative figures uh, like Donald Trump. Uh, the rise of nationalism, um, and he's seen all of that. That is in direct uh, that has direct parallels to the book nineteen eighty four george l Wells, nineteen eighty four so it makes sense that they would drop a hint like that and I think that's a clue uh that that people should pay attention to
0: exactly no i i agree so i think that's our i think that was the biggest hint of uh what was going on and and uh you know kind of proving that that is what the dark army is going for. They're doing it. It almost seemed like they were talking about minesweeper. I mean, I don't know what they yeah. were playing, but didn't it sound like he was talking about finding mines and where they are? I'm like, are they playing right. a game of, of worldwide yeah. minesweeper?
1: <laughs> right. So essentially, these these things are are capture the flag tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. The, this is a real thing that happens within that type of community mm-hmm. uh, within the hacker community where teams compete against each other. It usually doesn't happen that fast and kind of in this you know Hollywood uh, dr- dramatic uh, effects that they did there but yeah th- that's actually a thing and um and I-, I just love the character of Elliot when when so, you know uh, another guy who uh, is excited and seeing what he's doing and oh my god you're doing it that fast and he's like uh, would you would you kindly <laughs> please take your hand off of me and, and and don't don't talk to me you know what I mean like that's yeah you, you kind of expect that would be these type of that would probably happen in these type of environments, but yeah, no, that's the actual thing.
0: Cool. Yeah. That's, that's what I figured. I mean, again, this show draws a lot on real world experience and uh, you know, I knew there, I know there's these tournaments that go on. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what they were doing, but I totally believed that yes, this is a real thing that happens. And so it, yeah, it was, it was a great scene of what Elliot does and he does it so quickly, but he basically says, all right, get away from me now. And he just wants to access the internet and uh, so what he ends up doing is he hacks into the uh, back door that was installed on Tyrell's computer and the way that they got into E-Corp. And he is trying to stop this phase two as, as quickly as possible. So he closes the back door connection. Um, he is able to stop that at least. So now they're no longer able to just uh, remote into the computer. Um, but meanwhile, Darlene goes to the bathroom. She sees a couple of agents that they both identify as definitely being Dark Army. So she's freaking out. She goes to the bathroom, closes the door, and she calls someone. And uh, this is where I'm thinking she has to be talking to Dom and has to be working with her. Because I don't know, who else does Darlene call? She says, you need to help me. There's dark army everywhere. And so this is where I'm thinking she was wearing a wire. She is trying to get information and and trying to implicate uh, someone else other than herself and Elliot most likely Tyrell. So we'll have to see where that goes, but uh, I'm willing to bet in the next episode or two, we're going to end up seeing Dom and Darlene meeting up together.
1: Okay, so once the Dark Army... Does does Elliot successfully close the back door? Because it looks like he executes the, the the code programming to do that, but then the Dark Army comes in and kind of pulls the plug.
0: I think what ended up happening is I do think that he was successful in closing the back door, so they're not able to remote in, but I think he was trying to go further, I don't know, maybe shut down something. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily 100% apparent, but it didn't seem like he finished completely what he wanted to do. But uh, from the conversation that we see later on with Angela and Mr. Robot, I think that that part is at least done. And they're going to have to physically get in if they want to install some other type of a backdoor or access the network.
1: Darlene, if, and I do believe you, I, I do believe that uh, she is probably talking to Dom or the FBI. They're able to escape 1984 with the help of Irving.
0: Yeah, so the Dark Army, the two goons, we'll call them, uh, tell them yeah. to go down an alleyway and uh, to be, you know, to be quick about it. And a guy in a taxi ends up waving them over and saying, "Hey, get in the car." And they're like, "No, we're good." And he's like, "No, that's the FBI that's been tailing you since you got here. Get in the car." And it ends up it's our new friend Irving, and he explains to them that uh, that's an FBI tail, and we got to get away from them. They've never met this guy, so they're not quite sure. I mean, I, I guess Elliot may have met him in a coma while while uh, he was helping him survive, but they've never had a conversation with this guy. So he ends up taking them to the Red Wheelbarrow, our new favorite restaurant. And you know, this Irving character—I I love the way he's written. It's just—it's just funny the way he. He ends up telling Darlene. He, he gives her money and says, "Go get us a couple of meals. It's on me." But he says, "Don't forget to bring my punch card up there." Like that's
1: right, that's right. It's he's so so, good.
0: so worried about the punch card in this situation, yeah. and uh, it's fantastic. And she's like, uh, you know, he just wants to get rid of her. He wants to talk to Elliot alone, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll go stand over here, but I'm not getting your stupid meal." So just go yeah. shove it and she walks away i think with the punch card and he goes hey but wait what about my punch card <laughs> i mean uh, so fantastic the writing yeah. like, li- little things like that
1: yeah it, it shows the, the uh, a whole a wholeness to the character right it shows you know that this is a you know a character trait and he has a little bit of depth to him but elliot at this particular time he is acting as elliot yes, yes. And, and and he's feeling remorse for what he did for bringing down e-corp and he wants to call off stage two of the whole plan.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, don't you believe it that uh, you're meeting with this guy who's, who's the middleman between, uh, you and White Rose. He's working for the Dark Army. Don't you feel like after all this, if you sit down for a nice meal, a couple of milkshakes, and you say, "Hey, let's call this off," you, you think it's just that easy, right? I mean, there's right. there's no way that anything will backfire with that plan.
1: No, not at all. No, <laughs> not at
0: all. So, so yeah, he leaves. Ending. He ends up getting out of there, and he tells Darlene, "It's off." And, and she even says that she's like that easy, and and it's like, no, of course not. It's not going to be that right. easy. They leave that situation. Um, you know, he goes through his walk through the city. He does his little monologue which i think was really cool and right. uh, explains about uh like you mentioned earlier with imprisoning people and and uh, he's like he, he says i need to find a way to fix what i did so he goes and he talks to angela and he says get me a job at evil corp so he, he basically pleased with her that with all the with the hack that that ended up happening the five nine hack right. he says they have to be looking for people to to recover things I believe there's still one place left that has – they mentioned the backups, uh, all the paper copies, and it's the one last uh, attempt to save E-Corp and all their records. And so he's going to try to go to work and actually be the good hacker and fix everything that he's done and and get things back to normal. And this is where we we find out what Angela's motivation is. Um, It's really interesting. Uh, They have this conversation, uh, and she says – you know, what if I could tell you that we could fix everything? And and he's just confused by this. He's like, what do you mean fix everything? and And she says, fix all of it. And this is another thing that leads back to that quote-unquote red herring we talked about earlier. You know, you get the weird parallel universe time travel thing, and then Angela literally i mean you can you know we don't know what it really means but you can interpret it as she says "Know everything she and they're talking about uh their parents dying and all the the crazy crap years and years back and and then think about it she says she says what if we could fix everything and so that's that's why, it, yeah, it doesn't seem so crazy because, you know. they I see what you're doing. Yeah, they give you those hints and then she says that. Now, of course, you could interpret it many ways. She could just mean that uh, you could undo all the evil of Evil Corp, eliminate that company, maybe start over. So it doesn't necessarily mean time travel or that you're going to save the parents, you know, save the cheerleader, save the world type thing. Um, But way to bring a heroes reference onto
1: this podcast.
0: (laughs) But I mean, seriously, though, think about it. It's like
1: I didn't even. Wow. You just blew my mind with that.
0: Right. So it's all those little things. And that's why these episodes definitely uh, week to week. Like you could go back and probably watch them two or three times and just totally pick them apart.
1: But um, while he's at Angeles, he wakes up as Mr. Robot. He wakes up as Tyler Durden.
0: Yeah, the, and we haven't seen, uh, if we hadn't mentioned it before, we have not seen Mr. Robot since the end of season two. So, of course, Elliot thinks that he's cured. He says that uh, because of the way he was shot by Tyrell, maybe he just killed Mr. Robot. You know, it's like that. Uh, and, you know, t- totally just like Tyler Durden, right? Shoot him in the head, but you're killing Tyler Durden, but not... What is uh? What is the other character? I can't even think of his
1: name. Uh, she, no, he doesn't have a name. He's just the narrator. Oh, he's the,
0: oh okay. Gotcha. So uh, that's what he believes, but he goes to bed. I think this is where he tries to kiss Angela again, too, right? Correct.
1: Yep. Yeah, and, that's
0: right. And I can't help but to believe that... Uh, I mean, he says, when, when, when he he says that it hurts, you know, he's narrating to us. He's talking to the audience and he says, this is what Angela does. Anyone that loves her, she doesn't love them back. She only loves people that don't. So it's, it's like this screwed up thing and he's known her since she was a kid. But I think that the reason why she can't kiss Elliot, that she can't have feelings is she knows what she's doing to him and what she's, she's basically going to be using him to further this plan. And so I think that's a little bit of her remorse. And she just, she just, she can't do that to him when she's also using him.
1: Right. But so she takes him to meet Irving, Mr. Robot to meet with Irving and Tyrell.
0: Yeah. And this is, again, this is really cool. I I really love what they're doing and I'm glad that we've got Christian Slater back. Not that oh, I th- not that I thought so they were good. yeah not that I thought they were totally ditching him but we didn't see him for almost this entire episode so I'm thinking oh no is he going to just come back here and there but I love the way they portray the two characters again we see Mister Robot and we know that they're talking to Elliot but it's this completely different personality and one one hand does not know what the other is doing so like Tyler Durden in Fight Club. This character, Mr. Robot, is doing things and executing these plans. And when Elliot wakes up, he has no idea what happens. So we see when Darlene is meeting with Irving, we see Mr. Robot, like, back in the corner in the background and he's smoking a cigarette and he's acting like Mr. Robot, you know, it's Christian Slater and he's totally acting like Mr. Robot, but you can picture in your head that they're seeing Elliot, but Elliot's acting like him, you know? So it's just cool to think that like they're looking at Elliot and they can tell just by the mannerisms and the way he carries himself. Also the eye contact, him and Angela have that conversation where... In the next scene, Mr. Robot asks, how do you know that it's me and not him? And she says it's the eye contact. Elliot usually looks down. He doesn't have the eye contact. Mr. Robot is very, um, you he's know.
1: Self-assured. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. has that confidence.
0: Exactly. Very confident. Intense. He, he's intense, yeah. you know, with his plan. He looks you in the eyes and he tells you what you're going to do. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so now we've got Mr. Robot back. And the last scene kind of where that we get a little insight into what Angela's doing Uh, Mr. Robot asked, why are you doing this? Why are you helping F Society? She says it's the same thing that it's been since the very beginning. She says that Evil Corp killed her mom and basically White Rose, she said that she wasn't sure what anyone could do to take down Evil Corp. They're this huge corporation. They are more powerful than anyone, probably even the government. They're calling all the shots. And so she didn't even believe what, what they could do with the whole F Society plan, even after it was executed. Until she spoke to White Rose, and this is where the mystery comes in. We don't know what their plan is, we don't know what White Rose told her, but whatever it was, it's getting Angela to completely manipulate and use Elliot and to work for the dark Army. she and then she says again, she says, quote." Everything can finally be undone, and when they succeed, a whole new world will be born. So you can take that either way, you know, that everything can be undone. You could go with your conspiracy theory or deep dive theories of time travel and parallel universes, or when she says a whole new world will be born, maybe not a different dimension, but is the world just going to be reset with no, you know, no financial institution, no government, no banking? I mean, are people going to have to figure out everything from scratch? And they can recraft the world maybe as a better, happier place. True. True. And then uh, the power, and then comes, the back power comes back on. the power comes back Yeah. Ugh. So it's a
1: lot. Ugh. <laughs> it's so great. This show is – I, I was texting you. I was like, this show is a total mind fuck. It is. Um, so now that the power is back on, like what does that mean?
0: I think that that's a hint that whatever they were doing at the nuclear uh, power plant, uh, I, I think that what they were working on um, – you know, there's, there's, there's a, a few different theories floating around. I tried to look into some research uh, before the podcast just to see what, what people are saying about this whole thing. Uh, some people are saying that perhaps the, uh, the nuclear power plant, the generator, whatever they're doing, uh, it, 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 I mean, a lot of people, again, think that it looks like the particle generator at CERN, like that they're creating their own energy source and it's something far beyond nuclear power. But uh, they thought maybe the blackout was caused because of this uh, generator maybe used so much power that it had to drain the whole of the city. Or maybe they had to fake it like there was a blackout so that no one would see all the power going to one area. There's a bunch of different theories floating around. But I do have to think that it's no coincidence that the episode started with that nuclear power plant and then ended with the power finally coming back on. Something is connected there.
1: No, I definitely agree with you there. Definitely agree. So – we believe dark army they're they're going to be the villains of of season 3 so okay. far that's our theory
0: and and angela this is the crazy revelation is yeah. until now i mean angela what's really interesting about this character is how much she's grown throughout the season so you think of season 1 Angela was competent. She was more like at an IT company, there's different structure. They're like, there's salespeople, there's installers, there's the guys that are basically the hackers like Elliot, that they know how to set everything up and do all the code. And Angela always appeared to be kind of the salesperson. She knew her stuff, but she didn't necessarily get on a computer and code everything herself. And so always friendly, always sweet. Her and Elliot had this great relationship. And then in season two, you know, as they're getting tied up in this stuff, and as Elliot's in jail, you see the character progress. She actually goes to work at Evil Corp. So she she leaves uh, all safe with all the crap that went down there. She goes to work for the bad guys. But then she's also helping F Society. So Darlene gets her to plant the router or whatever the device is for the back door so they can hack into the FBI files. So she goes up to the floor and has that great scene. And so, you know, she's kind of turning into a different person. She's not just the goody Boy Scout type character. She's, uh you know, kind of working with F Society and, and helping take down the company from inside. And now in season three, think about it. She is like a, a lieutenant in the Dark Army. She is yeah. working directly with White Rose. And she is betraying her best friend and her childhood friend, Elliot. She basically tells Mr. Robot that that she is going to, uh, you know, do the same thing. She's going to work with Mr. Robot, and, and uh, you know, whenever he wakes up, I'm I'm believing that she's going to convince him that, you know, she's helping him to do the right thing, while meanwhile, she's just working with Mr. Robot to plan stage two and help the Dark Army. So, kind of crazy to, to think about that and, uh, you know, what kind of showdown are we going to have between Elliot and Angela eventually?
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season. So, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap things up and get ready for episode 2
0: I think we pretty much covered everything uh, we've got some predictions uh, you know the big things were is this is this time travel or is this just a you That's know right. a brave yeah. new world what's going on is it
1: a parallel universe right yeah
0: exactly I think that we're going to see more of Tyrell we saw Tyrell briefly in this episode uh, you know where he again you know he's talking to Elliot who he had shot but we see Mr. Robot and uh, <laughs> Mr. Robot has a great line talking to Tyrell like hey it takes a lot of skill to be able to to shoot someone and avoid all the vital organs so you know basically saying there's no <laughs> there's no beef you did what you had to do to further you know the whole plan so we'll see where Tyrell comes into play and also where his allegiance is you know I mean he shot Elliot for the dark arm he shot, shot him uh, the guy he was working with and the guy who actually we find out formulated all these plans as Mr. Robot he shot him for the mission and so when Elliot eventually does uncover what's going on, which, of course, I mean, he's the hero of the show. He's going to find out eventually. Will he get Tyrell to help him? It doesn't seem like White Rose cares for Tyrell too much, so he's fairly expendable. So what's going to happen with him? I'm thinking that him and Elliot may team up and and take on the uh, Dark Army.
1: It's a good prediction. Solid. Solid
0: choice. Solid choice. So we want to hear, let's hear from everyone else. Uh, write us Write us in the email what you think. Get your predictions and your theories in. You can email us at theshowspoilers at gmail.com. Tweet at us at all the spoilers. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll read some of your predictions and theories on the next show.
1: Sounds great. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, uh, I guess that's it for this episode. We'll wrap up. This is Kevin Brackett. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. Also, listen to real spoilers, and uh, you can read the written reviews on ReviewSTL.com.
1: And uh, this is Roger Roper. You can follow me at Roger underscore Roper on Twitter. And uh, check us out over at Shat on TV and Shat the Movies, where we review the best 80s and 90s movies. Uh, you can vote on which ones that we do at ShatTheMovies.com and uh, Shat on TV.com
0: sounds great well uh looking forward to watching the next episode of mr robot and talking to everyone out there about the show so until next time raj uh get your hacking skills up to date and uh i will (laughs) and we'll talk to you next week take care good night